So I don't actually see myself as a leader very often. How, how do you make this happen when you don't feel it yourself? One of the first things is just to, when you don't see yourself as a leader, is to imagine a leader alongside you uh, and just think about what they would do. And then once you've thought through what they would think, say and do, the next thing is to actually start to work that out. And there's a real simple way of coaching yourself through a problem. So one of my jobs is as a, as a coach, I sit down with people and help them explore the current situation and what they want from it. Uh, and so there's a real simple acrostic that can help and it's grow because you want to grow through the situation. Grow has four key parts. The first is, what is your goal? What is it you actually want to achieve in this situation? What's the current reality, both good and bad? And if you can, it's really important to start with the good first, like I mentioned earlier, around thankfulness, be thankful for the things that are actually working because that helps us to think creatively then about solutions, uh, which is the next one. Oh, what are the options that I have here? What sorts of things could I do? And to try and come up with as many possible things as possible. And lastly, it's the W. What's my way forward? Which of these different options could I choose? Which one would be the best way forward? Uh, and also then, as you're thinking about that way forward, it's just thinking about what sort of things might sabotage you or stop you. And so you think about the hurdles that might come and then what you might do about them if those hurdles do come along. So coach yourself through it. Just say, what's my goal? What's the current reality? What are my options? And what's the way forward out of those options that I want to take? So can you talk me through that approach, say if you're a parent? So if you're a parent, uh, let's come up maybe with a, a um, something you might face. So say if you're a parent of a teenager and the teenager says to you, look, I'm going out and, and I'm gonna be staying out late. And perhaps it's far later than you would ideally like them to be. Uh, and the option that normally happens is there's oh no you're not uh, and it turns into a pantomime and then the teenager says oh yes I am oh no you're not and it ends up escalating um, so when you're faced with that situation if you can just give yourself a little moment to think uh, and maybe even say that to your teenager just give me a little moment to think here um, and work your way through that thing what is your goal here what is it you'd actually like to achieve so in this particular case you probably, although you're at the moment, you're, you're, maybe your feelings are escalating, you can feel that cortisol rising, you're feeling maybe a tingling in your face, you're feeling your body tightening, and because that's all the body's reaction to it, if you can, just take a moment, take a breather, and say, what is it I actually want here? And the chances are probably what you want is you want your teenager to be safe. You want them to learn responsibility uh, as well as their rights to be able to do what they want to do because you know they're becoming an adult. Um, but also maybe think, well, what's the win-win here? I know what they want, but what is it I want? And what could be uh, a, a kind of goal that we could both buy into? So that's the first thing is think, so what is it I actually want to achieve? And then it's looking at the reality because our tendency is to perhaps catastrophize. Oh, they'll stay out late, they'll get hurt, there'll be a problem. But start again, like we said, with that reality. Well, what is there that's positive and working well? So you might, for example, say, well, actually, they do have some good, trustworthy friends. Um, where is it they're going? If they're going to certain places, you know those are good, safe places to be at. Maybe you can draw upon, well, the last time they were out reasonably late, they did come home okay and things were all right. So review the positives, but then maybe also, also review what are the negatives and the dangers. And as you're going through this in your mind, actually, there might be a point where you actually sit down with your teenager and work through that with them too. And then you look at the options. Well, what are the options I could come up with? Is it about finding a suitable time that you could both agree with? Is it about finding times where the teenager regularly checks in with you um, so that you know they're okay? 
Um, is it that you agree with them to build up the times gradually? Well, I know you want to stay out till two in the morning, but how about we go for 11 o'clock at night this time? And then if that works well, then maybe the next time we can increase it and increase it. Um, because that would then help with one of your goals about them learning responsibility as well as rides. Uh, maybe it's about agreeing which mates they're going to be with. Maybe it's about agreeing that I'll collect you at this time so that you, I, I know that you're going to be getting home safely. You look at those different options and then the way forward is just saying, okay, so which of those options in my head do I think might be quite good? Um, but particularly then with your teenager, that, that's when maybe you talk, sit down and talk them through, look, what is it you want to have from that night? This is what I want to have. And then you begin to work through that GROW acronym with them too. Um, because not only then do you help solve that immediate situation, but you can begin to teach them about how to problem solve or challenges that they might face as well. What if you're a young person and let's say you have an argument with a friend, what do you do then? So yeah, again, arguments with a friend can evoke quite a lot of emotion and it can be quite stressful, particularly, you know, actually if you are a really good friend and you don't want to lose that friendship. Um, so again, same principles, take a breather, take a moment, uh, try and calm yourself down, use some of the techniques we talked about earlier about being thankful, about um, you know, just being peaceful, being quiet, find things that help you to calm. And then work your way through the grow, grow model again. So if you had an argument, you're thinking clearly about what's your goal? What is it you actually want to achieve here? Is it just, is it just you want to repair the friendship? Is it actually you want the friendship to become stronger as a result of it? Have you identified that actually, yeah, we didn't get on, we've broken up a bit here because we didn't understand each other better, so we need to is your goal to not only kind of fix the immediate problem, but make the friendship stronger. So think clearly, what is it I want to achieve? And then you look at the reality, both good and bad. Perhaps immediately you're thinking, this is all bad. My friendship's broken up. They were my best friend. We did all this stuff together. But if you can, again, go back, first of all, to think, what, what are any good bits? Are there any good bits still about our friendship? Um, did they reply to some of my message earlier, but they're just a bit short? You know, is there at least some point in connection? Have I got other friends around me that are trying to help the situation? Have I got trusted people that I can talk a pro this problem through with as well to get further advice? So there will be some positives in this situation, but then also to look at some of the current situation, e.g. they're not answering my texts or they're not responding to my phone calls. Um, you know, what is the, some of the negative parts of it? And then again, look at the options. What things could I do? Now, you could say, I'll send them another text. But if that's not working, maybe that's not the brilliant one. And the tendency is we tend to try and then go, oh, but that wouldn't work, but that wouldn't work. If you can, just rattle off all the different ideas first. So I could send them a text, I could phone them, I could go round, I could take a, a small gift that I know they like that might help them realize I'm sorry for something that I may have done. Um, I could um, admit the things I did wrong first uh, in a note through the door. Um, and so you list all the different possibilities that you can think of. And then the last way is to think, what's my way forward? Which of these different options is my best way forward? Which one perhaps will have the better consequences? Which ones have least chance of getting a reaction? Um, and as part of that, you're going to be thinking about what do I know the, about the person? Uh, it's maybe thinking about what's the best time for me to take that action as well. That's all part of looking at the options and which is the best way uh, forward. And as part of that, when you're looking at your steps and your way forward, it's thinking about the things that might sabotage it. So is it about, yeah, I need to make sure that we're alone. There's no good me perhaps having this conversation in front of a group of friends because actually that might cause one of us to feel we're losing face in front of the group. So 
that would sabotage it. And so you're thinking about the sorts of factors that would be helpful um, in, in kind of trying to rebuild build that relationship. So parents can use GROW to work themselves through a problem, but is there any other uses for it? Yeah, so I, I think actually uh, GROW can be used as a key part of our parenting. So when we become a parent, we've got all the joys of great, we're, we're expecting a child and you have a child and they sort of grow up and you sort of muddle your way through parenting. But one of the things that's a key aspect of being a parent is helping to equip uh, children and young people to to become adults and to feel confident in facing their challenges too. So I think there are, are three ways that we can use it. It's kind of to model it and something I call the Miranda moment and to mentor it as part of our parenting. So if we are facing a challenge, if we um, don't necessarily just keep that challenge to ourselves, but we chat through with our young people. This is a challenge I'm facing, and a, you know, I'm looking at my goal, my reality, what are my options, what's my way forward. If they see you um, modeling the way you deal with a challenge, if they are then facing a challenge when you're not around, then they, there's a chance they might use that same simple approach in dealing with their challenge too. And you can spend you know, an hour sitting down working through a grow issue, or you could literally do it within five minutes if you're under pressure. But if they've seen you do that, model it, then they can do it too. The other way uh, is called the Miranda moment, uh, which is if, if you remember the TV program Miranda, there are points where she stops and she turns to the camera and goes, and either makes a face like, Ooh, or she'll explain, oh, I didn't expect that. And she explains what either she's doing or what's happening and takes you alongside. So that's where, again, as parents, we can Miranda moment situations with our children and we can talk it through. This is the challenge. So, uh, yeah, this is what I did and this is why I'm doing this. And so they begin to explain it and, and understand it. And so if you are dealing with something, so you know we mentioned earlier the one around uh, where the young person wants to stay out late at night. Um, if you if you talk through, well, this is what I'm I'm doing, and you Miranda moment to them. I'm I'm trying to think what our joint goal could be here, uh, and what the current reality. Is. And if you explain whilst you're doing it, then that again teaches them. And the last one is just to mentor them. So if they have a problem and they come to you, rather than just giving them the answer or telling them what to do or telling them to go away and sort it, sitting down and mentoring them through that approach of what's the goal, what's the reality, what are my options and what's my way forward, um, that then helps them because the more you do that, actually then they'll start to take that on for themselves. And what you want to do ultimately as a parent, you're always there for them, but you want to be able to coach them so that actually they can do things for themselves when you're not there and they use those same techniques and this simple approach it just in mentoring it to them actually equips them uh, as a young person to then become an adult to face all sorts of challenges uh, that are ahead of them uh, thanks colin for taking the time to talk to me absolutely fine i've, I've loved talking to you and i hope uh, people listening find that really helpful as they face their challenges